Well, you're listening to the Originals podcast. You're here with Caleb today. We have with us Georgia. Hello. And our special guest for today. We are so excited about this conversation. So excited. So excited that we're probably going to make it a two-parter. We Definitely. Have, yeah, we have with us today the amazing incredible Stevie with us today. Say hello, Stevie. Hello. Wow. Thank you for that introduction. Mm -hmm. You're going to love Stevie, her story, what she's doing to impact, not just here in Australia, but globally um, and what she does as a profession. We're going to get through some detail. We're going to hear her story. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. Thanks, guys. It's going to be fun. So first things first, OG recommendations. I'm going to go first. My recommendation for this one is the new Gang of Youth single just came out and it's awesome. Okay. So simple, but just listen to it. It's mm. good. Stevie? Well, I have just got back from a bit of travelling and it is cold here. Mm. Like it is. Legit chilly. Mm. Uh, and I'm sitting in front of these two handsome and beautiful, oh. good-looking people. <laughs> Thank you. In Caleb is quite beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I get that a lot. You're only human. Sporting some very cool OG jumpers Come on. Uh, and i am a little bit jealous you're looking pretty cozy we'll have to get you on pretty yeah. suave we can hook you up uh so my life hack that i wish that i was mm. in possession of mm. are those jumpers right there mm. they yeah, are going to be plug, available guys. for order to buy they are here ready to go so they are ready to go watch our socials we'll let you know when that's out there yes love it georgia I was panicking about this because <laughs> it always gets to me and I'm like, yeah, quick, just like think of something. Um, Come on. You've got to have something there that you can recommend. Anything you're watching that you're liking? Um, no? Wow, you both stumped you. Yeah. You can't think of anything. I did, we did just start a new, like anytime a new food show comes out on a streaming service, mm. I'm like all about it. Mm. And there hasn't been a new one for a little while that I've liked. We've gone through like the Ugly Delicious, the Chef's Table, Mind, um, of, a chef. Mind of a Chef, The Chef Show. Oh, we've, we've, we've hit them all. The newest one to come out on Netflix is called, I think it's Crispy Fried Fresh. Mm. Just getting into it. And I think I'm recommending it just because it's something new that I'm actually into. Yeah, I wouldn't, not, I wouldn't put up the highest level. Not, not yet, but... Um, it's something new. So there it's you go, if you're into it. It's a grower. <laughs> I'm, I'll, I'm giving it the time of day. There's not a lot of things that I really enjoy watching. So something new. Mm. I'm getting, like the host is really funny. So yeah, I like it. I find most of the time with TV anyway, you always go back to the staples. I think I've one of my previous OG recommendations was the Hog Island episode of Chef Show with John yes. Favreau. Yeah. I think I've watched that about 15 times. Mm. One time I watched it. Twice consecutively. Yeah, that's it's that's just that good. Actually, insane. Yeah, I've just like gone silent here because I do not watch TV. Yeah, there you mm. go. I don't watch a lot of it either. Hence the lackluster recommendation. But mm. I could recommend some docos. Like I'm an mm. avid doco re- Are you? watcher. You okay. Know. What's that new Netflix one? Everyone's been going about the sea. Oh, is this like the inside the human body? No. No. What's that one? I just. Oh gosh, I can't think of the name of it now. It's like something the the world, the universe inside your human body. Mm, cool. We'll write. We'll, that, we'll suss out the title else. and write it in the show yeah. notes. We'll Kiss the ground. It. My child has watched that documentary like six times. Kiss wow. The ground. Is that yeah. the, is it a climbing one? No, no. It's like an Earth one. It sort of takes a lot of concepts, 
planet, environment, health. Awesome. Uh, yeah, cool. And sort of amalgamates a few good docos, mm. I feel, into one. So if you want a good doco. There we go. I sort of just roadshowed your cooking thing. But no, like, it's fine. I feel like it needed a bit of support. So. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. No watch those, watch those instead, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> go, go, go the cooking. Go the, I've just not seen any of them. Yeah, like, oh. that's okay. Oh, people watch a lot of trash. So I'm just going to say that's way better. I just than need a bit of a filler. Reality. I don't. I don't sit down and not get up mm. to go and do something else. So I can't yeah. often watch yeah. things that I want to that I need do. to watch uninterrupted. Yeah. So I just yeah, right. something I enjoy that I can get a bit of you know enjoyment out of. But then you can leave easily. Go yeah. and stop the child from climbing the stairs. These are things that actually matter. And yeah, that's yeah. right. That's yeah. real life. You only get real life with me. That's right. Come mm. on. All right, well, let's go. Some good recommendations there. And an average one. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. There we go. All right, Stevie, so let's get into it. So, Stevie, give us a bit of a, first of all, what is your actual role in what you do professionally? Okay, so I work for a non-for-profit organisation called the RT Foundation. Mm. Uh, It does aid and development work in India. Uh, So my role in that, it's a smaller grassroots organisation uh, which means we don't employ a heap of staff. Mm-hmm. I think I'm like one of two paid staff members, yeah. which means my role's very varied. Mm. Um, I'm trained, I guess, sort of education-wise to be like a project development officer. Yeah. So I go into communities generally, uh, work with local people, assess the need. They know their needs. Mm. We sort of ask them, hey, mm. what's the need? Them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then devise projects, programs mm. uh, to help bring growth, development and empowerment to people. So that's uh, that's what I sort of am typically trained to do yeah. in the RT Foundation. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit more varied. So mm. uh, like my role awesome. is COO, whatever that means. It yeah, means that yeah, I yeah. just do a lot of other things that mm-hmm. I'm yeah. not always that great at. But And as a, comp- as a, as a um, non-for-profit, you do use a lot of volunteers, which is we great. We do, you know, yeah. So you have a, a good-sized team, yep. but they've come on through a volunteer capacity. Absolutely. Right? Mm. Yeah, great, yeah. which I think is yeah, awesome. Yeah, we, it's beautiful. you know, non-for-profits rely on volunteers. Mm. So those good old people out there that give of their time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it makes it viable. And, you know, when you give, you want to make sure the money's going to where it's going. That's yeah. right. Uh, so volunteers. Yeah, it's, it's fundamental, that. isn't it? Mm. I know if children and I, we're, we're super passionate about everything that RT Foundation mm. does. So we're stoked to have you on today because Definitely. we want to hear all of it. But how did you get there? Like, ah. you don't just go out and just join and, no. you know, find yourself in this position you're in. What was sort of your journey of... Yeah. Stevie becoming <laughs> Stevie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How did I? Well, it started. <laughs> uh, for me, I feel like I've got memories as a kid of always sort of being almost burdened, I think is the best word, wow. by social injustice. Uh, it never made sense to me. Uh, the fact that there were people in the world that had more than they needed mm. and then there were people that didn't have enough. I yeah. was just like, you know, we teach our kids sharing mm. and I couldn't help but look at this and go, we ain't sharing. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So I think that that was, it's always sort of been a part of me. I think if we're honest, it's a part of all of us, mm. right? You get around a kid and you show them social injustice. They want to do something about yeah. it. We actually teach kids to turn off to it mm. um, because otherwise it gets hard to operate in our world. So uh, my kids, you know, that's just really fervent about it and I'm trying to not um, – not encourage that switching off mm. just so they can yeah, ease their way 
and navigate this world easily. So just so everyone knows, awesome. how many kids do you have? Two. Two, two boys, nine and eleven, Levi and Hudson. These kids yeah, are the incredible. Most amazing kids ever. Just yeah. We'll I tag like we'll tag Stevie's socials and you can have a look at all the <laughs> all the things they do. They're amazing. Anyway, they keep are going. Cool. Thanks, we love guys. them. Yeah, I'll keep them there. All right. Oh, bless. <laughs> all right. <laughs> uh yeah, so I think though that, that journey for me, I was after school I actually went to study something else I was doing law and um, Mm. I did all right at school and Mm. so I thought you know I would pursue those paths of success and you know that looked like a successful sort of career Mm. Uh, at the same time I was 18 when I went on my first mission trip we'll call it that and it actually happened to be with what was the beginnings of the RT foundation oh wow I didn't know that yeah yeah, so it sort of went full circle because I ended up working for like Oxfam World Vision and have come back uh, to where it all began, right? Aww. So I went to India. I'm 18 years old. Um, and there was a few standout experiences. One that really stuck with me and sort of made it impossible, I guess, to come back and for me to spend my energies on anything else mm. was we went into a tribal village uh, where some young girls were lined up and I thought they were there to greet us. I learnt later that they had lined them up because they thought we were there to purchase them. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So these young girls were for sale uh, for about 30 Australian dollars. Oh, my gosh. And so when you can put a price tag on that, then I came back, I couldn't spend $30 on anything. Mm. Um, So I came back into my degree and I think I just played my life out. Uh, And I'm like, I, you know, I could practice law whatever you know whatever career choice and it all just seemed a little bit empty Mm. to me and I think we know this I think we know that happiness doesn't come from these worldly successes but Mm. we still chase it Mm. right we still do and so I thought you know what I can actually play this out I can foresee it it looks pretty devoid of anything Mm. of substance and so I changed my degree I studied uh, community development I did um uh, an internship and sort of mm. I went down that career path from yeah, wow. from that moment and then like I said it sort of has come back to the RT Foundation which is incredible because those same young girls that were for sale we purchased them we put them in a girl's home no and way. I've seen them graduate oh yeah. my gosh yeah I've seen them graduate one at engineering two nursing degrees oh my gosh uh so <laughs> that's yeah. awesome it is awesome I've got a photo with these young girls when they first came into the home and yeah. they had to shave their heads because um of hygiene okay and I then I went back like 15 years later I think and I've got a photo with the same oh my goodness yeah, five girls that's oh my gosh that's what? amazing Amazing, yeah. and now you're able to see them going through not just being helped or not just finding um, some sort of respite, but now they're in full, mm-hmm. yeah. moving forward with their life. They're restored. You broke the cycle. Abs- absolutely. Like these girls are bottom of the car system, right? Mm. Uh, they call them untouchables mm. uh, because they're unclean. You don't go near them. These girls were obviously of so little value, considered a... Um, you know, a bad luck yeah. in oh these gosh. Indian yeah, families, okay. yeah. uh, a curse, uh, because, a lot, you know, there's a lot of how the social it's system yeah. set up as well where they become a huge financial burden to yeah. families that are already struggling. So you, this is really socially embedded and mm. entrenched and easy to judge, but, you know, it's 
systematic. Mm. So uh, they started right down the bottom and now these girls have graduated. They've gone back to these same parents that have that sold them wow. and are now helping them with income. Oh, wow. And so it's actually changed to uh, not just their lives but the perception and the value on girlhood mm. because now these girls that were of no value uh, – huge contributors to their family wow amazing that's unreal i feel like i have so many questions even just for that i know um since you've been a part of the rt foundation you've been able to spearhead a bit of change throughout the way the foundation operates yeah Mm. um over especially the last 10 years we've seen um from the way maybe foreign aid or Mm, um people from overseas would come in to help those people which is great um but most of the time in what we thought they needed wasn't specifically what was going to create yeah. the right change, right? Mm. Oh, you're on the money. Mm. Yeah, look, it's good that this knowledge, I guess, too, is uh, a little bit more widely known as well. But that, I guess that change has been bigger than just us. Mm. Uh, there has been huge changes in the development world. Yes. Um, so, correct. We've probably this white saviour complex. It's got a yes. lot of names. Mm. Yeah. Um, it comes from a good heart but a place of arrogance, mm. yes. I guess, of going in um, and thinking we know what somebody needs. And, mm. it, and that then follows a very linear model of Western development. Mm. So you end up with these imperialistic ideas right. of then trying to enforce our culture, our religion, mm. our way of life on people, uh, which would only actually create hegemony. Like yep. we actually want to uh, keep the divi- diversity and this mm. beauty of culture in the world mm. and yet this route of development that – uh, was actually taught, like, yeah. even in the early years of my university degree, like, you've got this w- the, a World Bank model where yeah. you privatise things mm. and it's the free market and it's, you know, Crazy. this is how it happens. And I think we've realised, A, not only do we not want that socially, our world cannot sustain it. Not That's everybody right. can live like we do and we're coming from a place of going, this is the best way to live. Mm. When really, so arrogant. we're actually, you know, we're not any happier. No, that's <laughs> right. Like, it's like, I don't know why we're enforcing our way of living on yeah. people. Uh, so we have learnt, mm. right, this really crazy novel idea that if you ask people what they need, mm. they probably actually know. Yeah. Uh, and so really I look at our role as just one of giving resources to people that have been denied them through no fault of their own. Mm. Um, and then empowering them. Yeah, I love that. With the opportunities that we have, yeah, wow, and the opportunities to craft whatever world they want, mm. uh, rather than setting out that path before them, amazing. And lo and behold, you know, people know what it is they need to live their best life. Yeah, right? that's right. We don't we don't have greater knowledge amazing. than wow. how to do that. So, and so you've seen quite a lot of change. And what are the, some of the areas that the RT Foundation really focuses on? Um, mm-hmm. You know, we know that the RT focuses predominantly in India yeah. um, for its impact. Um, but what are the, some of the arms of RT? How do you outwork? Yeah, cool. So there's a lot of different programs. I think if you were to sort of try to narrow in on a focus, mm. it would be that this concept of empowerment. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. So that we can enable people to live their own course of life and not entrapped by poverty. Uh, that really starts with education, not a new idea. Mm. Um, you have a caste system. I don't know if everybody knows, but uh, in India there's this hierarchy. It's political, it's social, it's very economic, um, which dictates your trade. You're born into it. Crazy. And then if you're down the bottom, that means you're a rat catcher or you're, you know, you wash clothes for a living and mm. that's it. There's, there's no getting out of that. Now... 
India would say that the caste system doesn't exist anymore and they're trying to break out of this, but that takes a long time, wow. right? It's ingrained in everything, uh, right? It is, mm. yeah. Um, and, you know, this can be linked to, to uh, Western invasion and a few different things if you yeah, look at okay. it histor- historically as to how this has evolved. And so sometimes people like to say they created it themselves. Mm. It's all very interlinked. But um, So we just like to give people at the bottom of the, this hierarchy uh, the ability to break free of it. Wow. And the best way to do that is education. Uh, so that obviously takes a while because you educate a generation. Mm. Uh, we then work in communities. It's quite holistic. So we will go into a community. Uh, we will partner with uh, the leaders of that community. They establish generally five, six key areas uh, that they think that community needs mm. to break that cycle of poverty. Okay. There's often similarities. Uh, sometimes there's things that we wouldn't pick, like they need somewhere to bury their dead, and that yeah. has huge oh, wow. spiritual connotations okay. as well as health mm. and well-being. Um, and so we will p- lobby politically. You know, we do whatever we can to to make those things happen. Uh, sanitation's generally one. Mm. There's a lot of health repercussions of yep. that. Uh, trade. So you've got a lot of parents that just cannot afford to care for their kids. And that's had a lot of family breakdown. Yeah, We've wow. seen a lot of orphanages yes. um, be established because these kids uh, are ditched and there's a bit of a draw factor in that. that yeah. Yeah, if you've got an orphanage and mm. they can uh, let the kid go there. Mm. So we've had a huge focus on trying to keep families together as well and that's, that's empowering awesome. parents then with the ability to earn income um, to provide for their kids. Can you just touch on a little bit more about that? I know um, we've seen a change in the structure of the idea of orphanages yeah. um, mm. around the world. Can yeah, you let have. us know why that f- model isn't um, what everyone's focusing on doing now? Yeah. Well, I guess in the Western world, we moved away from that a long time ago. Mm. Uh, like you think of the change from an orphanage yeah. to we do foster care. Foster mm-hmm. care okay. and social work. And, and that's yeah. because we know, A, the psychological repercussions that's of right. having kids in institutions like that. Uh, the family unit works better. Mm. And yet that knowledge has not really been extended to aid and development for some decades later. Yeah. Uh, and it's that wild. Would yeah, right. It's funny how, too, we can think one thing's okay for us and, you know, something different for somebody else. Mm. Um, but, uh, look, in India there are a lot of orphaned children and that word is thrown around quite loosely because it can mean a kid is living on the streets. Uh, they may have biological parents that are still alive that, for one reason or another, cannot afford to care for them. Mm. Um, in India it is very common uh, to have parents leave for what they call the Gulf countries, Dubai, places like this to get work and send it back to their families. Oh, okay. uh, yeah. It's often illegal. So sometimes the route home is not, mm. you know, as easy as they think as well. Okay. But we have uh, worked with a lot of kids. We had ki- we had an orphanage. So yeah. R- the RT Foundation some years ago had yes. an orphanage yeah. uh, that provided shelter, education for, sure. for kids that would have been on the streets. And for the time, that was an amazing That's thing. That's right. Mm. It helped a lot of people. It did. Yeah. But, you know, we are an evolving yeah. right. uh, as human beings, let's hope. Which is we good. know better, yeah. we do better. Yeah, totally. Um, and so now we have looked at... Uh, reuniting all of those kids from that orphanage back with families or family members. So Mm. sometimes we were able to pull mums back from Dubai working in sometimes precarious situations um, and 
give them the skill set to find employment where they are. Because in rural communities, you're a woman, especially as a single mum, uh, you cannot get yeah. a, enough work to support wow. a kid. So wow. it's easier to even judge these parents that do so, but their options mm. are, are limited, if not nothing. Mm. Uh, so we have worked extensively over about four years to reunite these kids back in family units cool. and then empower those family units to... Uh, I guess, stay together despite uh, the poverty that would normally mm. pull them apart wow. and so to, to break that. And again, that's education, that's working with uh, the parents and the communities mm. to support one another, mm. to uh, have the ability to earn an income. Mm. Health, if you're unhealthy, you know, yeah, you, right. it's, it's it all interlinked as well. You've got people with health issues because they don't have clean water mm. and now they're sick and they it's can't work. Cycle, oh, it? my goodness. It is. So, you know, you give someone clean water and all of a sudden they're healthy and they can go yeah. and earn a bit more income. Uh, but sometimes people just have everything working against them. Mm. So it's really just a resource. You know, we throw some money at it. We come up with a plan and that's collaborative. Yeah. Uh, and you'd be surprised. You can break that cycle. Amazing. Uh, in a generation. Now, I say that in practice, uh, I think in the people's psychology, it takes longer. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because, you know, these kids have been told that they will amount to nothing. Mm. And that is ingrained, even in their parents. Mm. You know, even for us to think differently. Yeah, it's a lot of work. It takes a long yeah. time. Wow. So. Uh, yeah, there's both. There's, wow. the, there's the practical and then there's uh, giving the kids the ability to dream of a different world mm. where they wow. can do whatever they want and that's sometimes the harder battle. Wow. That's amazing. My goodness. I think um, I like the fact that you, you're focusing on um, sometimes we see a need and we want to fix a need and that need's done. Mm. You know, and we're just band-aiding yeah. or fixing for what that one thing is. But I yes. love the fact that RT focuses on the whole holistic cycle of yeah. From the generations through the family, through yeah. emp empowerment, that you're not just fixing the one issue in that family, but you're looking at completely taking them out of the situation yes. they were mm. in. Yeah. They were going to see um, not just, like you said, one family who had an issue, but a community, yeah. people yeah. all around them who all are moving through to this next place in life or, you know, yeah. stepping out of that poverty zone or whatever it looks like. Mm -hmm. um, I love that fact that it's focusing on holistically everything, mm. yeah. not just the one issue. Which is the harder route, right? And yeah. you can understand why in our history it's mm. easier to go build a house yeah. or it's mm. easier to do something really tangible yes. where we high-five each other. Mm. Yeah. We, made we helped. We made the impact. <laughs> yeah. We did our thing. Yeah. yeah, I remember at uni we did all these case studies of uh, people going and building homes and yeah. they would put, like, electricity in there and these people couldn't afford an electricity bill or, like, cooking facilities yeah, wow. where culturally they don't cook in their buildings yeah. like mm. there's just there has been a, a lot of yeah <laughs> yeah, it's classic. Uh, yeah yeah so uh it's a harder route it's a long-term route you're yeah. in it you know and you can't see real super tangible results yeah. immediately uh but you know we know this in our own lives you if you're building something mm. then, you know and i do you know what i i just sorry i'm taking over if you've got anything to say George, just oh, jump i'm just in. lapping this up um, it's amazing i love the fact that you empower um professionals in India too, yeah. um, that we're not just sending over people from Australia or Western countries to yeah. be the change makers in those areas, which is, which is good. It's not sustainable. It's mm. not sustainable, but it's, it's not really people that we come in and we think we know what they want and we think we yeah. connect, but it's everything socially where we yeah. communicate 
the way we think. Yeah. Like when we last la- I was last in India, the things that I thought were funny, they don't think are funny. <laughs> 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 and the things that they thought were funny, I thought was so lame, yeah, you know. Yeah. But it's like it's just yeah. completely different. Totally different culture. And I love that you're empowering people who actually are from India. Absolutely. To mm. actually go in and change their people. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Which is like the academic concept called capacity building. Yes. Um, and the difference that that makes. Mm. Uh, you're right with their ability to connect uh, culturally with their people in a way that we will not. But I think there's even something that's a little more, there's a little more humility in that as well. Because what we, again, we're moving away from this model, which you can actually really strongly link to to missionaries Mm. that had quite a strong agenda too. that's right. uh, Which is where uh, even on a spiritual level, um, sometimes, you know, we need to take a little so bit of responsibility true. for uh, some of what has been created. Yeah. Um, and when we go in and we're the decision makers and we know what's best, all we're doing is reinstating and perpetuating the same system of hierarchy that's yeah, causing wow. the totally. problems in the beginning. Yeah. Uh, so I'm really deliberate about when I go in to elevate uh, those that they their system would normally not. Mm. And somewhat publicly um so whether it be our project partners uh who and we employ people from low castes um deliberately you know you would know a little bit you guys personally of the the leper colony uh to elevate because we are tugging at a social system that needs to be broken yeah and it's they are small defiant moves uh that that do that and Mm. so when we go in and we think we know best you know we're just a part of it again Mm. come on so cool. Wow. Um, okay, so we've seen that. Um, other areas that, even just some of the projects, what's some, some cool projects that RT's been able to do over the last however long? Yeah. Well, I guess now we a lot of our projects are looking very community orientated. Yes. Uh, so it is like we go in, go into a village that sounds a little missionary <laughs> 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 again doesn't That's it but, right. uh, but we're invited to work w- uh, yeah. in villages and communities and uh, again so a lot of them look a little bit similar um, some projects that might sort of be a little bit different to those community-based programs would be we've got um, medical facilities we've got an ambulance that Amazing. runs in Nasapur, um because the medical care there is to you know mm. it's, yeah. it's just overrun yeah um now a lot of these programs obviously in the light of covid have changed dramatic totally. dramatically um we have community centers often that run before school that run that offer free tuition to kids um and they give get a meal so mm-hmm. that, you know they've got one nutritious meal during COVID, none of that's uh, been operational. So um, a lot of our medical even assistance programs have had to stop. Uh, So over the last year now, 12 months, all of our programs have really just moved to emergency care um, where we are sending in emergency food parcels, water, to villages in lockdown, obviously you take away somebody's ability to work. Mm. It's reliant on a daily wage. They can't even afford food and water. Mm. Um, In the early days, we were getting videos of people, of families committing suicide, just not even able to face the the pending starvation of not being able to feed their kids. Uh, So over this last period, what we do looks quite different. Mm. Um, 
because we're, you know, we're, I get it. It's a we're dealing with a disaster. Mm. Everyone's I, had to pivot, haven't they? Yeah. You know? So right now, um, and we're about to look at uh, a, a medical support program that's about to launch in one of the states of Andhra Pradesh where people are getting tested for COVID, but it's taking about five days to get the results back. Those first five days, their health is deteriorating mm. dramatically and then their response to these drugs isn't working as effectively. Yeah, so we've okay. purchased immediate uh, COVID tests. Okay. Uh, which wow. then we've got we've got access to doctors through our medical programs and then they are now prescribing medication, which means we work outside of the government system. So we're paying for mm. it all. Um, but it's, it gives people, you know, their best shot at fighting this because obviously hospital beds uh, um are not easy to come by, especially mm, if you're yeah. in a low caste. And so these people are fighting it from home. And so, yeah, right now we're fighting COVID in India. Yeah, that's okay. that's wow. our yeah, only program. Wow. Yeah. And then in the aftermath of this, um, there is going to be a huge yeah. recovery program. Mm. Uh, there's been a lot of organisations, World Bank, and that, that have estimated this is going to set development back uh, a good decade. Wow. And so a lot of work that's happened... Um, because you've just pushed people right back into the grips of poverty. Uh, so, you know, we, we've got plans to, to hit that hard because uh, we're not okay mm. with 10 years of work oh being undone. Yeah. Um, so right now we just try to help as many people get yeah. through this as possible and come out the other side and then, uh, you know, a lot of these programs will reinstate with mm. greater force. Mm. My yeah. goodness crazy so crazy um well through covid now like i get that we've pushed a lot of the work that's been happening over the last however long has now been pushed back um and so i understand now that it's going to be more vital than ever for Mm -hmm. us to be focusing our attention Mm. to see that out of covid we can have as much impact and help as much as possible yeah um and i love the fact that even having you on today um, we're going to try and get as many of us. I know George and I are 100% sold out for RT, but yeah. our community and everybody who listens, you know, um, I think sometimes when we do trips over, RT do, mm-hmm. does trips where they take, well, would usually when we could travel. Yeah, um, back in the day. Yeah, back <laughs> in the day would take, was, was it two trips, hey, two trips a year? Well, one trip a year one where we take people, okay. yeah. And the idea for that, um, you know, a lot of people would think they're going over there to help, <laughs> which you know, for a fact, that's not really the case. Yeah. The best, um, well, the intention of those trips is to get people to have perspective, mm. yeah. people to be made aware yeah. so that when they come back, they're now your advocates. They're the yeah. people that have seen the need physically. Firsthand. Mm-hmm. Firsthand. Mm. And when they come back, they go, okay. Mm-hmm. It's like, personal I've, now. S- I've seen the yeah. injustice. Mm. I cannot turn a blind eye at this. Yeah. And I think sometimes... Um, your biggest job really is just trying to change people's perception Absolutely. and get them to think, wait, this isn't just something far away that doesn't affect me mm-hmm. or I have no impact in. Mm-hmm. This is something that I can take. Yes, I would love to fly to India, but not everybody can. Mm. No. You know, but it's very easy to see the post on social media or the ad on TV and just swipe past or mm-hmm. go past it and not let it affect you. Yeah. Um, and so I, I personally, um, even though I might not be officially working for a non-for-profit like this or that kind of thing i actually take it for me as just a human being to Mm. make it a priority that i'm someone that is using my impact or my Mm -hmm. platforms 
to highlight these things. Yeah. You know, and I'm not just speaking it, that I'm I'm investing in it, I'm actually doing things, but mm. I can help even though I may not be working in it on the ground. Yeah. Just me sharing that social media Absolutely. post or yeah. telling that person about it or seeing it on the news about India and having a conversation with someone. Those little things all together create yeah. impact, right? Absolutely. Mm. Awareness, Awareness, investment, like this is key. This is this is how we fight this. We're not talking about one need. We are talking about a systematic, a global system of injustice that we actually all partake in mm. every day of our lives. Mm. Um, and when we become aware of it and we choose not to, to see it mm. um, and you said you like you said it's easy to flick past it uh, but it's also easy to become aware if you want to yeah uh, the thing is it's right. got, it's uncomfortable it, mm. is. Uh, it really the, is. It is and it affects everything not just that it train does. of thought it 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 uh just dis- not disrupts but in a good way it does disrupt yeah i think it's disruptive and that you know if we want to change a system it needs to be disrupted and if mm. covid has given us anything i think it's the knowledge and the understanding that the systems that we've taken for granted that we thought could not be changed yes the ones that we so made true. they actually can be mm. i love that my kids saw the world stop yeah. mm. the the free market that i always thought you can't stop it. Mm. It actually can be. Yeah. Yeah. And when these things are detrimental, the things that we created to serve us as human beings mm. and we made them, That's right. when they are no longer serving all of us, they can be changed yeah. and they should be. Yeah. Um, Love it. But it is uncomfortable to live amidst it mm. when uh, you become aware. So I think, look, we do take people to India. Uh, so that they can see it firsthand, so there be you know there is a greater level of investment. Is it necessary? I don't think so. No. Uh, it shouldn't take that really to disrupt your thinking. No, we're it? in a really globalized world. You can access anything. Get That's on right. the internet. Mm. That's right. um, it's all there at your fingertips. Uh, you know, if your social media feed looks like consumeristic garbage, I can tell you what your heart's at. You know, mm. go and follow some of these pages. Mm. Put it in your site. Put it in your world. Mm. Enter, dive into the depths of the discomfort it's going to bring to your world. That's actually what we need. Mm. Yeah. If I could, you know, as in my role as a human being, I want everybody to be as uncomfortable with these systems right. as we should be. In yes. fact, there's something wrong when we can talk about these things and it not disrupt. Yeah. Uh, like that's not human. Mm. And I think we underplay the difference that our everyday decisions make. That's right. Mm. I love right? that. I, I'm not a psychologist. Yeah, wow. I'm not sitting here saying I know everything about it, but I can speak from my experience. And I believe that everybody has ingrained in them like something good. Yeah. Right? And we have to believe that. Yeah. Right? Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> if, if we don't believe that, well, then what's the point, right? Yeah. yeah. But what I do believe <laughs> is um, it's not... I think not we should dive into that theology. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. Let's go for it. That's all right. Well, My brain hurts already. <laughs> Original attention. Anyway, um, no, what I think is, I've, I can speak from my experience, but um, it's in the mundane, everyday things in life that you can, um, I listened to a conversation with a psychologist not too long ago. We had him for an event and he talked about the idea of um, being aware and unaware. Mm-hmm. And so it's when you do normal things in life in a place of either unaware or not being intentional, mm-hmm. um, it can actually drain you mm. and that's in everything in life, right? If it just yeah. becomes just without intentionality, 
a lot of things from watching TV to even sitting to even reading to even thinking. If it's just every day, it, sometimes it can actually drain you more than actually yeah. fill you. Uh-huh. But if you're intentional with your mundane everyday life from everything from what you eat to what you see to what you buy to what you consume to all these things because it's a part of our life we Mm. all need to consume in some point we can't sit and go death to consumerism because Mm. we need consumerism Mm. right and consumerism can actually help us change the world Mm -hmm. if we direct the energy of that right but what i'm trying to say is is that i like the fact that we can be more intentional with our everyday things that we can see impact, that we can disrupt our everyday life mm, yeah. by being intentional with your everyday decisions. Absolutely. And yeah. so what you actually feel is you actually can start finding more joy, more fulfillment in yeah. your life. Mm. You'll find that the mundane, everyday, small things that usually are just for no reason or just to live, yeah. they can serve that purpose and you can be making an impact at the same time. Absolutely. They and are synonymous with one another. Right. You want to live a better life, mm. right. become more conscious of others around you. Mm. Uh, I can it, just even to speak of my own personal journey, um, being exposed to, like in my career path, injustice consistently. Yeah. Uh, has people might say to me all the time, that must be a really hard depressing job mm. and look some of it is yeah, and i'll sure. be honest i come back from india when well, i'm there because normally i spend a good yeah. chunk of the year there at the yeah. moment that looks a little different uh, but i come back and it's hard mm. but it has brought so much change intentionality like awesome. you said into my life uh whereby i cannot go and fight um child labor mm. kids that have been sent to work in india and then come back and just blindly purchase yes. items mm. yes. that I don't know where they've been produced right. or eat that. foods that have been sprayed mm. with pesticides from kids that are going to die before they're 30 mm. because, you know, they're yeah. poisoning them. So these little things, this discomfort that I have felt that you actually want to avoid everything in you says, mm. leave that, it makes me feel horrible. Mm. The oxymoron is that you dive into that discomfort and it will birth a whole lot of change and joy in your world. That's right. Mm. I find so much joy in going to my organic markets mm. and uh, purchasing, you know, and eating sustainable right. environmentally yeah, totally. products. Everything matters. Um, and I feel like the longer I do this journey, the more I'm aware that it's not net always about these big programs. If we all lived a little differently, mm. if we were all more aware, all more conscious and deliberate with how we lived, we'd be living in a different planet. Come mm. on, uh, you cannot cut that snippet. <laughs> right there. there it is. That's the, that's it. Oh yeah. wow, I love that. So we are so much more empowered to build a better world, and it's often in the small things. Um, yeah. And it starts with diving into letting yourself be uncomfortable, mm. exposing yourself to the injustice to the point where. It makes the things that you currently do in your life mm. too hard to do anymore. Mm. Uh, you know, I can't buy things I used to purchase. Great. I, you yeah. know, I can't be a part of systems that I used to, and sometimes that feels crud. Mm. Mm. Um, but gosh, it's birthed some joy in some small, deliberate ways that I live now. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So to summarize all of that, I guess. Um, for those listening, can you remind us ways that we can either educate ourselves about the RT mm-hmm. Foundation, what's going on, even how we're being updated on what's happening in India, how we can get behind it, how we can be intentional and yeah. um, get behind what's going on? Absolutely. So, well, look, 
plug, shameless plug, Do jump it. onto our Insta. Yeah. Um, we, you know, just to have that amongst your feed, amongst all some of the stuff that really, like you said, is draining you, not mm. bringing you much joy. Chuck a bit of discomfort in there. Um, so we've got our social media pages. There are a lot of other great organisations out there as well. My feed is full yeah. of uh, organisations that I just dig mm. right and find what you're passionate about sometimes people have leanings towards different injustice it might be environmental it might be economic yeah. it might be gender inequalities mm. often people have something that's got the, there's a bit of fire in your belly there yeah great you know find something that aligns Direct with that, that. yeah yep. And then put that in your social media. Uh, subscribe to newsletters. Just start creating a little bit more knowledge and awareness in your world because uh, that grows, mm. you know. Mm. Uh, it, you'll feed it. And yeah. uh, financially, give mm. to something. You know, yeah, this great. is a psychological, it's a spiritual principle where mm. you put your treasure. You, you know, psychologists tell us that you will start to give greater value to That's it. That's right. Yeah. So be generous. Mm. Find something you're passionate about, you know, I'll sponsor a kid with us, give to another organisation. Yes. I don't care, we're for making a better world. Yeah, right? that's right. So yeah. put your money in it, put your heart in it, uh, put some intentionality. Yeah, don't just follow, but share. Yeah. yeah, Comment on it. Spread yeah. it to your platform. Use your influence yeah, absolutely. to help influence. And put your money where your mouth is too. Yeah. <laughs> Get round people as well that yeah. have uh, different passions because that's contagious. Yeah. Um, and then look for small ways in your life. What's one thing that you can do um, that, you know, builds a better world? Whether that, you know, whether that means I'm going to look, I'm going to buy fair trade mm. chocolate. Mm. Like, mm. Uh, it, it starts small. It's overwhelming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so find... It's a journey of getting there, hey. It yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I promise you, it's it's yeah, it's one that adds a lot more contentment and fulfilment mm. to a world that can just seem yeah. to scream by us sometimes. Mm. Mm. And you know what? I just encourage everybody listening right now. Um, it's not about making people feel bad. No, that's what I think is people like. It's the idea of the guilt trip. Mm. And you know what? What you want is you want people to catch the heart for it and to see the value for it for themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And I believe um, in every area of your life, it doesn't matter what area you're passionate about. I used, to, I used to love that joke, the best way, the way you know someone's a vegan is they tell you, you know. <laughs> Nothing against vegans. We <laughs> love vegans. <laughs> no, I'm not saying that in general. Yeah. What I'm saying is, is that sometimes people think um, you need to guilt them for them to see change. Yeah. Mm. And if you want to see long-lasting conviction, model it. Mm. And give them some practical ways on how they can journey to get there. Yeah. Don't just say, how could you go and buy that brand new PS5 when there's, <laughs> you know, this community being ravaged by COVID in India right now. Mm. Like that's just guilt tripping someone that is going to feel bad for it, but they're not going to want to get involved in it because they feel negative with it. It's yeah. your conviction, not theirs personally. That's right. Yet. And the best way if, I think is to spread like positive Mm. ways that people can get involved and make impact and get them connected with it and they feel mm. convicted yeah. in their own conviction they go wait a second maybe i can actually change something mm. here maybe i can actually journey to being more intentional in my mm. lifestyle and like you say it's a little bit every day those small right. decisions that start to bring you joy yeah and you see that contentment and it's yeah easy to apply it elsewhere though how long are we recording for i feel like we can talk all day a while how long? 43 minutes. Oh, my goodness. We're going to do a part two on this because um, we're going to we just continue talking. Um, but I just want to say, like, listening to this, um, 
everybody needs to know, like, India has just been absolutely um, devastated by this second wave of COVID. Yeah. Well, m- multiple waves, but this big level of um, COVID. Um, and it's been in the news for the last couple of months. Mm-hmm. Um but I don't like the fact the way the news cycle works that mm-hmm. now suddenly it's out of it's you, the news. top. It's ridiculous. You know, they're not seeing the numbers every morning on Sunrise or whatever they yeah. listen to. Um, that they think it's not happening. Um, mm-hmm. And so, do you have any numbers, anything around COVID at the moment in India? Just so mm-hmm. I just want people to be aware. Yeah, like it's still happening, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, look, I could give you some stats. Yeah. Some of those things feel a little bit disconnected for us sometimes. Like mm. there's the death tolls are nearly up to four hundred thousand. Um wow. you know, we're still there's still multi well, I think the death rate has actually come down a little as of late. Okay. Um, but we're still talking a thousand people dying a day. Um to put that in sort of some real terms, like we I've got friends there and I was speaking to one of them the other day. Uh, it would have been a few weeks ago now, but she said on average she gets word that three people a day that she knows has passed away. Oh, my gosh. Like, so we can talk multiples of thousands, but in people's world, you know, three people dying, you've got thousands of people fighting COVID from home without any medical assistance, wow. unable to get oxygen, a- unable to sometimes even get a COVID test wow. um, to test positive, let alone the medications yeah. for it. Yeah. Uh, this thing is still devastating this nation Mm. And, you know, you're right, it might be out of the news, it's still happening. Mm. And even as these death rates start decreasing, mm. um, the COVID-related ones will be. Yeah. Um, but now, then we move into a battlefield mm. of heightened poverty, mm. uh, which is still going to rob lives. Yeah, crazy, isn't My it? Goodness. And people don't really understand. I we, f- we flew into Delhi and I've seen in Delhi Airport, they had the, I think it was a population number there. <laughs> I think it's like 28 million or... Oh, I don't know what it would be. Uh, 20, 20 something Maybe. million. But yeah. I remember seeing it and going, wow, that's actually more than the population of Australia. Australia. Yeah. <laughs> in one city. <laughs> in one city. Uh-huh, it's huge. You, know, you, can't, like, it's so, you can't fathom it. You can't fathom you can't. it. And you think about it, um, you know, I remember last time talking to you, Stevie, and you were saying, you know, in Australia we live a lifestyle of, um, you know, you maybe go do your food shopping once a week, yeah. you know, and you, you fill up your fridge, you fill up your cupboard, you know. And you live for that, and people forget. They're like, "How is it? How is it moving so fast?" Well, first of all, you got a density of people. Mm-hmm. Then you got people who live day to day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they have to go to the market to eat. Mm-hmm. They have to go to social areas to get water. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't un- like. It's so hard for us to even fathom. No, it's a totally different world. It's eh? completely different. And next time you whinge about like lockdowns and social distancing, oh. gosh, it's a privilege we yeah. have. Hey? Oh gosh. Yeah. Uh, these these guys that are in lockdown now that is strongly enforced, not like. Um, mm. you know, recommended they, they, here. Yeah, not, yeah, not recommended. Uh, yeah. They literally, like, it does mean no access to food you, wow. if you can't go to the markets and sometimes there's little time frames where they're able to depending on yeah. what lockdown and where it yeah. is. But yeah. Insane, it's isn't it? World. So guys, let's not forget about it. Yeah. Let's be, yeah, <laughs> let's have it in our minds. Um, if you can financially help out, do so. Yeah. Um, we're not going to sit here and say there's no other way. Like financially is one of the best ways that you can mm. help yeah. yeah that we need money to buy oxygen we need money to all these things feed people um mm. so if you're in a place to do that you know that'd be awesome get behind the rt foundation um and then as well as that be sharing like stevie said let's get, get the word out yeah awesome do it. thanks guys hey thank you so much stevie thank we love you. you everybody listening today um make sure all of 
Stevie's socials, <laughs> websites, everything's going to be in the bio yep. of this podcast. Um, Stay tuned for a part two. Part two. Thanks, everybody. We love you. Bye. Bye.